down tune those guitars and crank up the amps. You're in for some woofer damaging history here, folks. In our sixth edition of our discography series, today we're going to be focusing in on the godfathers of Swedish death metal, the mighty entombed. Uh, so as always with our discography series, we'll attack this chronologically, looking at each album, uh, doing a little bit of a critical analysis and adding a track of each of them. And we'll try and keep this under the one hour mark. So the Entombed story starts in 1990 with their debut Left Hand Path, where Lars Petroff is on vocals, Uf Sutherland is on guitar and bass, Alex Halid on uh, guitars, and Nick Anderson on drums. Also of import, uh, Tom Skoberg is producing at Sunlight Studios, and uh, what will become relevant as we go through this, uh, these albums, uh, the music here is composed by Anderson Cedarland, along with Leif Kuzner of uh, Nihilist fame, uh, the originator of the uh, guitar tone found here. Uh, so, yep, uh, Left Hand Path is uh, really ground zero for the creation of the now infamous Swedish death metal buzzsaw guitar sound. Just an amazing, rowdy your stomach uh, sound that comes down here by down tuning the guitar and, and uh, upping the amps. Uh, but not only that, the songs here are somehow catchy while retaining, uh, while retaining heavier than now punch to the face power. Uh, so you've got classics like Revel in Flesh, Supposed to Rot, But Life Goes On, and the title track basically are mandatory listens for anybody who claims to be a deathhead. I'd put this one as one of the top 10 death metal albums of all time, right up there with Seven Churches, Slaughter of the Soul, Leprosy, Slowly We Rot, and the like. Uh, weaknesses, none. This is brutalic uh, perfection. Easily a rating of 10 out of 10 here. Classic, classic stuff. Let's listen to Revel in Flesh.
Later in 1991, out comes the sophomore clandestine release. Uh, already we have movement in the band here as uh, out is vocalist Lars Petroff, where uh, Nick Anderson, uh, the drummer, takes over the vocal chores. Uh, also in steps Lars Rosenberg uh, as the uh, bassist. And also uh, Leif Kuzner uh, isn't involved in the writing here. So many a punter uh, view this album as the band's best, but in my mind, it's simply uh, Left Hand Path Part 2 with inferior vocals and songs. Uh, nothing new really added here um, as the band takes it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it type of approach, which is fine. Um, but to be honest, if I'm in the mood for the early uh, Entombed stuff, I always, always reach for Left Hand Path, uh, hardly ever visiting this one. Uh, that said, uh, there are some great tracks here, uh, Living Dead, Sinners Bleed, Severe Burns, uh, and Chaos Breed, but it just doesn't have the same depth of quality tracks as compared to the classic debut, in my opinion. Uh, nevertheless, a very strong uh, Swedish, uh, Swedish death metal record. Uh, let's uh, listen to Severe Burns. Oh, by the way, I would give this an 8 out of 10.
Two years later in 1993, Lars Petroff returns to the mic, thankfully, uh, for Wolverine Blues. Uh, so a change in sound here as the band injects some rock and roll into their buzzsaw infatuated love letters, uh, which would ultimately be labeled Death and Roll. Whatever you call it, Wolverine Blues was, uh, was a smart move in my opinion. Uh, for the band, it allows them to expand their horizons, uh, you know, therefore they can... Uh, don't have to be painted into the corner of only being a Swedish death metal uh, band. Uh, you know, from the introductory, I am the way, warning on opener, I master, through to the rampaging uh, closer out of hand. Uh, this marries uh, top-notch songwriting with uh, furious performance from all, all corners. Uh, other highlights uh, beyond the opener and closer would be the creeping and creepy Hollow Man and the sludgy Heavens Die. Uh, I saw them on this tour, and, and I can attest that the band was unstoppable at this time, uh, especially with material from the three strong albums uh, to be able to utilize. So I always see this as the bridge record between their early Swedish death metal sound and their uh, death and roll report uh, sound that they uh, approach later on. So it's almost a perfect record. Uh, the only uh, weaknesses here is a relative lack of bench, stre uh, bench strength in the songwriting department uh, compared to the debut. Uh, you know, a lot of really, really good tracks, but some that are just good. Um, but regardless, a classic release. I'd still give this a strong 9 out of 10. So here's one of my fave and tomb tracks of all time, Out of Hand. Jesus Christ. No, you're not. You're dead.
four-year hiatus to 1997 before the next album comes out, To Ride, Shoot Straight, and Speak the Truth, where we have Jorgen Sandstrom taking over the bass duties. So the band delves even further here into the death and roll sound that they created on Wolverine Blues, uh, minimizing the death metal sound found on the initial two uh, blights. Uh, palpable sense of fun here. Uh, can, uh, the boys seemingly falling over themselves and delivering uh, a blubbering, hip-swiveling, bash-em-up sound. Uh, fave tracks for me would be the celebratory Like This with the Devil, uh, the kick-ass title track, uh, the speedsters, Parasite, and Just as Sad, and let's not forget the immortal wreckage. Uh, so a slight step down from Wolverine Blues in the writing department, though. Uh, there's uh, some more middling tracks here, uh, but still a brave record to make. I would give this an 8 out of 10. Let's listen to Like This with the Devil. Uh, the band issued Same Difference, uh, so smoke can be seen rising from the entombed camp even before you hit play here. Uh, Nick Anderson uh, is no longer at the drum stool, but more importantly, the band loses another one of its main songwriters. Uh, for those keeping count, that's two of the three main songwriters from the debut are now gone. Uh, and not only that, uh, out is uh, Skosberg. Uh, with Daniel uh, Ray uh, taking on the pro uh, producer's chair. 
So this is universally considered the worst Entomb Platter, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, listening uh, the same what-the-fuck look that the dog is sporting on the album cover. Uh, jangly guitars greet listeners on opener Addiction Kang and the introspective, almost psychedelic, the supreme good that follows. Just weird. Uh, <laughs> um, but in retrospect, uh, you know, forcing myself to listen to this in full again for the first time <laughs> since it came out, um, it's not as bad as, as everyone uh, makes it out to be. Uh, it's just that it was just too much of a leap from the previous material, uh, too much rock and not enough metal uh, being the main error here. Uh, you know, the buzzsaw guitar is replaced by some jangling guitars, uh, but, but underneath the bass is still that uh, reliably rumbling uh, roar at the core that you always love about the band. Uh, if this was made by a new band uh, without the storied history uh, of an Entombed, I think it would have gone over a little bit better. A little bit. Uh, so fave track here for me would be uh, What You Need and, and 2020 Visions, not bad as well. Uh, both sporting at least uh, some forward momentum and bite. Uh, I would give this a 5 out of 10. Uh, here's 2020 Vision. <laughs>
headbangers around the world sighed in relief upon hearing opener Seeing Red uh, a year later in 2000 when Uprising uh, was issued, uh, signaling a return to the death and roll sound of To Ride, uh, two albums previous. Uh, so, yep, uh, a return to their death and roll sound uh, from their third and fourth albums, eschewing the death rock experimentation of same difference. Uh, highlight here would be the rumbling Say It in Slugs, although it, it does lose its way a little bit in the midsection, in my opinion. Um, there's also the straightforward Won't Back Down, uh, the rollicking Come Clean, and the punky Something of Nothing. So while this indeed is a return to the sound everyone was looking for, uh, there's unquestionably, though, a lack of strong material here, uh, lending an aura of a band that seems to have been forced into writing this way as a mea culpa. Uh, So yeah, nice to hear the boys embracing the metal again, uh, but it's hard to ignore the feeling that their best days are likely behind them, uh, given the loss of their original uh, main two songwriters. I'd give this a 6 out of 10. Here's Come Clean.
band returned quickly a year later in 2001 with the same lineup as the previous two releases and give us Morning Star. So opener Chief Rebel Angel immediately signals things will be a little different on this one. Uh, some intermittent keyboards and pacing adding drama and interest. And then uh, what follows is uh, Eye for an Eye, uh, almost taking us back to the band's death metal roots. Very, very, very cool. Uh, altogether, though, the album uh, takes us back to the sound of their bridge album, Wolverine Blues. Uh, faves being the opening two tracks, uh, along with the speedy ensemble of the Restless, uh, the head-banged Year One Now, and the slamming About to Die. So unlike the previous Uprising, here the band seems to have a fire lip up, uh, lit up their ass again, uh, having some fun uh, making an enjoyable uh, entombed romp. Uh, this is the album that should have followed to ride, in my opinion. I'd give this an 8 out of 10. Here's About to Die. again no personnel changes as two years later in 2003 out comes Inferno. Uh, so not bad but uh, more of the same type of release coming across like a watered down morning star in my opinion. Uh, they don't seem tired or disinterested but perhaps a little tentative in delivery and, and worse struggling for material. Um, the best tracks here are Incinerator and that's uh, when I became a Satanist along with uh, Young and Dead and the humorous Flexing Muscles. Uh, I'd only give this a 6 out of 10. Here's Young and Dead.
four-year hiatus to 2007 before we get Serpent Saints, which ends up uh, representing the final album from the Swedish Deathsters. Uh, out is original guitarist and core songwriter Uf Cederlund, leaving them a one guitar band, and more importantly, uh, representing now that all three of the original songwriters from the debut uh, now no longer involved with the band. And also taking over the drum stool is Ole Dahlstedt, uh, so the title track opener immediately provides something more urgent than anything off the previous Inferno record. And uh, Masters of Death follows, uh, firmly signaling that this was going to be a more face-melting offering than the rel- uh, relatively timid Inferno. Uh, other highlights, I'd say, are the headbanged When in Sodom and the short and sharp Ministry. Uh, so this, this leans more uh, to the death side of the equation, limiting the rock and roll influences. Uh, so altogether a tougher and more satisfying platter compared to the previous Inferno. Uh, but there still are definitely some peaks and valleys here. Uh, I would give this a 7 out of 10. Uh, let's listen to When in Sodom. <laughs>
thus ends our Entombed story as Alex Halid uh, subsequently left the band holding part of the band name trademark, forcing the remaining members to rename themselves Entombed AD, who, hey, you, you never know, they may be subject to one of these discographies in the future once they stop recording. So thanks for listening, and until next week, have a great one. And remember to visit our website, www.themightydecibel.com, for all your album reviews. Have a great one. Bye.